Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bowl Mania rolls on this afternoon with the Quick Lane Bowl on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the app. New Mexico State faces Bowling Green. Coverage begins at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific from Ford Field in the Motor City of Detroit. Welcome back to Get Up. We're coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose, and we have a lot to discuss on this Monday morning. Big NFL weekend, big NBA day yesterday. Plenty to get to with RC, with Orlovsky, Rex Ryan's around here somewhere. We're going to talk to him later. We start with the Packers. These guys are going to talk about how their arms look and their shirts, but I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Tua Tungavailoa. Packers, Dolphins on Sunday. Under 10 minutes to go in the first quarter, game tied at three. Dolphins, first and 10 from their own 16. This is to Jalen Waddle, and he's not stopping, guys. When you can throw a 10-yard pass and watch it go 80-plus, this is what good offenses look like. Jalen Waddle again showing that elite speed, elusiveness down the field. Touchdown, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins up 10-3. Next Packer drive. Third and eight from the Miami 15. Rodgers, he's going to run for this one. We saw him use his feet a yeah. couple times yesterday, getting himself out of situations not only from the bad, but then becoming first down conversions. And then I love the fact that they move him, reverse him out, ball fake, Mercedes Lewis touchdown. That was on fourth and goal, so that was a big big possession. Tie the game up at 10. Second quarter, Dolphins first and 15. This is to a deep to Tyreek Hill. Fantastic play action pass shot. Hill starts at the bottom of the screen right side and it's cover four. They bring the safety down with the eyes and the pass concept and they throw the post over the top. Jeff Wilson finishing it off on the next play for the touchdown. Dolphins up 17 to 10. Let's go to the third quarter now. Packers down 20 to 13. They got a first down at the Miami 38. Look at this throw. Incredible play. Mm. I mean, just a, this is those throws that, that you sit there and go, yep, that is vintage 12 Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Great Perfect. throw, great catch. Packers in business. Two plays later, A.J. Dillon. He's going to get this one in from the one-yard line. big quads. We have been told that he has the big quads. The big quads. Packers name him Quadzilla. Always yeah. falling forward for 30, 40 yards. Packers tie it up at 20. Here's the fourth quarter, and uh, this would become a running theme. Tagovailoa overthrowing Tyreek Hill. Jair Alexander with the interception for Green Bay. Green Bay defense is pumped. Packers kick a field goal. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Hey. It's a 23 hey. to 20 Packers hey. lead. Next Dolphins possession. Don't do it. Yeah, but he's gonna, Dan. Don't he, do it. That, that He's trying to throw to Raheem Mostert. He throws it to Devondre Campbell instead. Another costly turnover for Tua. After that interception, Packers facing a second and nine play action. Rodgers gonna find open. Romeo Dobbs. They did a good job. Dobbs physical coverage. You saw Rodgers give him a little point there mm-hmm. as he's dropping back. Mm-hmm. Perfect throw. Under three minutes to go. Packers third and five. Dylan can't find any space. Stopped well short of the line to game. So the Packers are held to a field goal. They're up 26-20. Tua needs to throw the ball to his own guy. <laughs> he doesn't. God, he throws dude. it instead to Rasul Douglas. That was Tua's third interception of the fourth quarter. As a result of this, the Packers win 26-20. The Dolphins lose their fourth in a row. Green Bay still alive for the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers knows it. Considering uh, where we were a few weeks ago, a lot has happened in our favor. 
All the games that need to go a certain way win a certain way. We played meaningful games in December. We won all three of those. Now we're playing meaningful games in January. We got to win those. Definitely haven't had a lot of believers outside the locker room, I don't think. So maybe this will give us a couple on the bandwagon. You guys remember last week we talked about all the stuff that had to happen for the Packers to make the playoffs. A lot of it did this week. Now all they have to do is win their last two games and need just one of the following two things to happen. Either Washington loses one game or the Giants lose both of theirs. So it's right there for Green Bay if they keep winning and they get the kind of help they got this weekend from other teams. However, are we buying this Packer team as a playoff team the way we think about playoff teams? I mean, like a playoff team, the one that can win some playoff games. I know what you mean, Dan, but like now, now you're making me be the bad guy because I wanted to say, yes, I buy this team as a playoff team. I said it was absolutely absurd three weeks ago that we'd be talking about this team as far as the playoffs go, but that's not true anymore. Now you have two division rivals with an opportunity to beat both teams. Here's what I will say about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing like he cares. And, and, I, and I don't mean that that, they, that the other football players don't take the field and want to win or that other football players don't give 100%. But in watching that highlight and listening to Dan talk about the times that Aaron Rodgers used his legs, he used his legs because that was the play that needed to be made. Yeah. It wasn't about staying behind the line and looking for stats or looking for opportunities for cool points. He was like, I have to do whatever it takes in order to help my team win. I think that's a change as we've gone down, down the line in this season because he's not concerned with injury. He's not concerned with trying to stay healthy. He's concerned with trying to win, and I think that's a change in this team. We also saw this team make plays late in the game defensively, which I think is huge, but when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys, even though they beat that team, yeah. I don't believe the Green Bay Packers are on the same tier as they are. Yeah, Week 18 against Detroit at home feels like a winner-get-in type of playoff game between them two. I will say this. And I don't know how you feel, but listen, there's two elite teams in the NFC. It's San Francisco and Philly. Then there's probably a Dallas-Minnesota grouping. So whether they get in or not, they're not as good as Philadelphia and San Francisco. They'd have to play their A game or B game. But we saw Aaron Rodgers' A game, so to speak, yesterday. And this is what we've been waiting for now that the thumb is somewhat healthy. I thought this was the play of the game. It's third and nine, and they got off a turnover in the second half. Four receivers bottom of the screen. Miami's defense flows that way. This is a chip check down, essentially, to the tailback. The backside defender follows the tight end in the shallow cross. RC just kind of intimated. That's the play that needed to get made because it's the only option. That leads to this. This is vintage Rodgers. Back does a great job picking up the pressure. Slant's not there. He somehow feels the pocket, evades it, and then flips his hips to fling that ball with just a flick of the wrist down mm. to Mercedes That's Lewis. Stupid. And that stupid. Oh those are like the only Aaron Rodgers can make those throws. So they've dealt with a ton of injuries. They're in a game this weekend and a game next weekend that for them hopefully matter. I think that's a pretty incredible accomplishment given what they look like in the middle of the season. What do you think, Rex, about the way the Packers are uh, heating up here at the right time of year? Are you buying them as a playoff team? Well, here's what here, here's the thing that is funny to me because Dano's saying it's pretty amazing they're in this situation. This, they had the reigning two-time MVP. The last two years, he won the MVP award. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. The fact you're at 7-8 and eight with a Hall of Fame quarterback – Tells me everything I need to know about your team. It's not just the last three weeks. This defense has been, I mean, atrocious. They're the, the most underachieving unit in the National Football League this year. So to me, 
I ain't buying the Packers. And, and look, I'm buying Aaron Rodgers, of course. They still have a chance, but I ain't buying them. One of the reasons they have a chance, obviously, is because Tua Tungavailoa threw them three interceptions in the fourth quarter. So I wouldn't mind spinning this now to the Miami Dolphins, who are fighting for their playoff lives after, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right? Like they were like looking maybe or were they going to get the one seed. Now they've lost four in a row. Here's what we got from Miami about, uh, about Tua's performance yesterday. Take a listen. He was, you know, executing um, at a pretty high level, you know, to start the game. And... You know, I don't know where that went. It was just terrible how, how everything uh, ended. Um, and, you know, like I, like I told the guys, that's, that's on me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? Like, it was obviously, <laughs> right? What did, you, what did you see with two in the fourth quarter? What changed? Uh, defenders start, stopped believing in where he was looking. You know, Tua is okay. probably one of the best guys in the league when it comes to, I know what the defense is, and as when as I catch this snap, I know that that's the guy that I have to move, right? Mm. And so this is what started to happen. Watch Campbell in the middle field. He's really, see how he's peeking at the bottom of the screen? He's just trying to move guys laterally to create bigger windows. And Campbell doesn't listen to that lie, so to speak, of I know you're not actually looking where you're going to throw the football. Same here. We have a short in the corner, corner concept. Alexander, the, the, or excuse me, Razul Douglas, Kind of falls off a little bit. Now, here's the thing with that decision for me, and Arceo and Rex will know this. I don't hate that decision by Tua. Like, Razul Douglas plays a little bit of an in-between on it. The throw. And that was the weird one because if the yeah. throw's high into the sideline, that's actually a beautiful throw by Gasicki. Mm-hmm. So, Tua, for great majority of the season and to start this game, he looks initially where he wants to move somebody. And then he um, assumes that you're going to listen. I want Tua to get back to reading the defense, not so, moving the Exactly. So, 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 here's the thing that's starting to happen defensively against Tua Tungavaloa and the Miami Dolphins. You stop playing Tua. Yes. Right? And so, it's so many times when you're in zone coverage, you're moved by the quarterback's eyes. Now you have to play the eligible wide receivers. Yeah. Right? In that situation, Razul Douglas sees the China route by Tyreek Hill, but he knows he has an apex player or a poacher right. in cover two. That's no longer mine. Right. But this is. And even if Tua Tungabaloa is looking here, I know my play is back there. Yeah. So I'm going to make him take that China. Also, Devondre Campbell, if you look, he's moving toward Gasecki, so he's doing the right thing by moving his hook drop towards number three. Right. right, he's going to the exactly. three-man side instead of the two-man side. Even though Tua Tungavaloa's vision is this way, I'm going to play my rule. Yeah. What the Miami Dolphins are great at, and guys like Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, is taking you away from your rules by action, by motion, by eyes. Now people are starting to understand that Tua's eyes will lie to me, but my feel, my drop, and, and what I'm uh, expected to do defensively won't. Yeah. And we saw some of that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, totally agree. Rex, what are you seeing with Tua and the way defenses have? adjusted to this Miami team as the years gone on. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Well, finally, I think people realize this is a one-read quarterback, and, and what I mean by that is when things are in rhythm, he knows exactly where he's going, whether it's through coaching or whatever it is. I know I'm going to hit Waddle on the, on the over route. I know I'm going to hit uh, Tyreek on the smash route or whatever it is. That's where it is. As soon as you change the math on him, in other words, your defensive pieces aren't where they thought you were going to be, that's where he struggled. That's why you saw the three interceptions. This is what happens to a one-read quarterback, and I think that's what people are starting to figure out. You, you lay traps out there, and that's exactly what Green Bay did. To their, yeah. to their credit, they did it. They gave up the smash. All of a sudden, now they sink the yeah. corner and cover two. This is what happens against a one-read quarterback, and that's what is dangerous about having it. This guy has ability. He's accurate. He's all those type of things. But as soon as you change, somebody's not where they're supposed to be. That's a problem with him because he's struggling to improvise. Dan, when you look at Tua from an arm strength standpoint, like how do you see him? You, you talked about the last throw. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, he wins on the post, and Tua throws it a little short, but does throw sure. him across the field. Do you feel like some of those things are starting to play on him as the year is going along? No, his, his arm is average, but there's a reason why he's – elite with anticipation and seeing things before they happen in ball placement because he has to be, right? Um, I think the, the, the way like to best describe what's going on with Tua right now, because we talked about this a little bit before the San Francisco game is, quarterbacks, I'm okay with them predetermining. I, I, the defense is this. The ball should go here. I'm never okay with them assuming. But the, the fine line right now for Tua is I can point to six, seven, eight throws in the beginning of that game in the first three quarters where those guys did do what he expected to do. And I think what's happened is when Tua catches that snap and immediately where he looks, to your point, Darcy, teams slowly are starting to not going where that initial look is and saying, if you're looking over there, fine, throw it. We dare you to throw it yep. over there because we know you're not going to. And that's why Tua's got to get back to, like, uh, predetermining I want to do that, yeah. but not assuming that they're just going to move. Lined up now for what turns out to be a huge game this weekend in Foxborough with the Patriots right. trying to get in the playoffs too. Dolphins needing a win. 
Meanwhile, in the NBA, how's this for some eye candy? Was we love the NBA. Come on. Year? Who is it? From the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon in overtime last night against the Suns? Funky. Awesome. God. What are we? You don't understand how hard this is. He went two feet from outside the lane. Two-foot jumper. We're trying to take the charge. Their chestnuts roasting on an open fire. This is absolutely nasty. The only thing that would have been better than this if John Morant would have finished his dunk against the Golden State Warriors. Can you dunk? Not anymore. Absolutely not. I used to be able to dunk. I never dunk like that. Can't dunk. I mean, that's the thing. He said you don't realize how hard it is. I do. Dan Graziano is a great layer upper, though. I I, I bet Dan Graziano can finger on on the. the I have not been dunked on like that. Rudy Gay dunked on on me like that at UConn one time in open gym. Not necessarily. Why would you play Rudy Gay in the race? We got to go to break. Trying to get my numbers right. We come back. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. Yes, he came up clutch last night. It's what happened before that that has us all fired up, and we're going to talk about it when we come back. Plus, it was a super Saturday for Dak. But did the Cowboys' victory over the shorthanded Eagles reveal a bigger problem in Dallas? We're going to talk about that, too, after this. So Tom Brady and the Buccaneers took a trip out to Arizona to visit the Cardinals on Sunday night, and they kicked a lot of field goals. Second quarter, game tied at three. Buccaneers with a third and four at the Arizona 10. Brady's going to find Julio Jones. He's in for a touchdown. A no, touchdown. Now we're going to get a flag thrown. It's not a touchdown. Classic Tampa Bay offense flags. Illegal shift. Brady's upset. They kick a field goal. They're up 6-3. Later in the half, Buccaneers first down in Arizona territory. Brady for Mike Evans, but it's Marco Wilson. Yeah, pressure forces that ball to be wo- ball to be woefully underthrown, but the disconnect again between Tom Brady and Mike Evans shows up for this football team. Been a major problem. Cardinals tie the game at six going into the half. Third quarter now. Bucks with third and eleven at the Arizona 36. Again, Brady tries Evans. Again, Marco Wilson catches it instead. Missed throw. The story of the night for Tom Brady offensively was so many missed throws and forced throws. Cardinals would kick a field goal to go up 9-6, but then look at this. This looks like this is not James a field goal. Connor, this, this is a big run. You exploit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' aggressiveness up front. Touchdown, James Connor. Next, Buccaneers drive. They're looking to respond. Brady's going to throw a screen LSU. pass to Leonard Fournette LSU. of LSU. LSU. He's going 44 <laughs> yards. <laughs> this huge is a play. huge play for Leonard Fournette, and this offense finally gets them going the biggest pass play of the entire game. Later in the drive, Bucks have third and goal. Brady's going to throw it to Rashad White, the other running back, and the flat. He's going to score. It's 16-13 to 13 now, Arizona. No. And then Trace McSorley going to pitch the ball. It's we got be a cute. fumble. Got cute like Cliff Kingsbury's house. And Way too cute. The Buccaneers have the ball. Now they have third and six near midfield. Ready to Chris Godwin to pick up the big first Good down. Good job by Godwin seeing the linebacker leave in zone, replacing where he came from. Bucks facing third and eight. Brady's going to take a shot to the end zone to Godwin, but he can't haul it in. Seems like that was almost picked, too. That would have been a disaster. Absolutely intercepted. 50-50 ball at best. Instead, they kick a field goal. They send it to overtime. Cardinals punt. Bucks second and five at the Cardinals, 48. Brady for Evans one more time, and this time he gets Finally, great throw versus man coverage, the touch and the placement. Now the next play to Russell Gage. Pressure He's going to kick it out, get, let Gage go do something with the ball in his hands. Another first down, gets him in field goal range, and that brings on Ryan Suckup to try the game-winning 40-yard field goal attempt. Put it on a string. He makes it. The Bucks win 19-16. They stay in first place. They can clinch the division if they win next week. But 
That's not really the story here. The story is that they are, what, seven and eight, and they were supposed to be really good, uh, and they're not. So, like, what, what are we looking at when we look at the Bucks right now? They're, it seems like they're still probably going to be in the playoffs. But, but you're looking they? at a team that can't win a championship. No. You're looking at a team that is a bad football team, and right now they found a way to be the team that was worse right. and was also injured at the most important position on the field. Most of the time when you look at Tom Brady's teams, we can always say that Tom Brady isn't part of the reason this team is bad. Well, that's not the case with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's play is actually bringing this team down from a level that isn't really that high anyway. When you look at the way he played last night, missing throws, miscommunications, and no chemistry or connection with his best wide receiver, I think that's a huge reason why this team can't score, why they only average 17 points a game, and why they'll probably be home the first week of the playoffs. There's so many reasons why they're a bad football team than trying to find a somewhat reason why they could potentially be an okay football team. They can't protect. They can't run the football. They're hard-headed when it comes to calling their scheme. They can't win outside on the perimeter. Um, They don't have reliable people to throw the football to right now outside of – Maybe Mike occasionally, but that's Chris not Godwin. Even, I Chris, think Chris Godwin right now is their best player. Chris Godwin. And defensively, they're not even that impressive right now running to the football. So the bad football team that beat a worst football team with a third-string quarterback this weekend, let's go Panthers. And yet, Rex Ryan, if they get to the playoffs. You can't cheer for the Panthers, He, he, can, he can do that if he wants. It's okay. If they get to the playoffs, Rex, we're going to say they're going to be playing whatever, the Cowboys. And they're going to have Tom Brady. Don't count out Tom Brady in the playoffs. Are you seeing anything that gives you any faith in Brady heading into the postseason, assuming they get there? Yeah, they're not, they're not going anywhere. I mean, if, if they somehow make the playoffs, which I hope they don't. But, I mean, look, this, Tom Brady, this is, the, this, this is the worst I've ever seen Tom Brady play, yeah. ever. Like, where was this guy when he was kicking my butt all those years? He was terrible, missing wide open guys, throwing the ball under two seconds. Like, they're, they're, this is the same guy we're, we're used to. And if he gets to the playoffs, he ain't going to be the playoff Tom Brady. There's no question. It's almost like this guy used to be Tom Brady. And he looks the same, but he's not the same anymore. Whole panel really, really fired up about the Buccaneers' big win last night. I can tell where the electricity surrounding this team and the way you guys feel about Yay. it. Palpable. <laughs> Uh, for the Buccaneers. Anyway, let's try and get excited about some other stuff. Let's run through some weekend superlatives. RC, what impressed you the most from this weekend? Dak Prescott. Are we not going to talk about the way Dak Prescott played against the Philadelphia Eagles in a must-win game? He starts the game out with a pick six to sweat. And after that point, he used his legs to get inside and outside the pocket to create first down. He threw the balls in the right pockets and made huge plays on plays like third and 30. And you know what, Bart Scott? You said that Dak Prescott couldn't run anymore. You were wrong. Ooh. Got outside the pocket, made you play him at the run, and also pushed the ball down. Put the your field. name tat, on it. Throw that tat, uh, throw that t- tweet up. Orlovsky, what was your favorite play from the week? I'm going to go Kenny Pickett with the game winner to mm. George Pickett. Mm. Listen, I have been very impressed week mm. by week by week with the performance by Kenny Pickett for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. By the way, somehow Here this team go, is still Steelers. in playoff contention. We go. But I loved it at the end of the game. Here we go, Pickens Steelers. on the post route. Great throw by Kenny Pickett. Beautiful connection by those two young players. I'm fans of both. The Steelers still good. How? Because of their coach. Uh, Rex Ryan, what was your biggest disappointment from the weekend? (laughs) My biggest disappointment was my fantasy team. Are you kidding me? Jalen Waddle? Just keep him out of the darn end zone for crying out loud. And it's this. What is it? 85 yards for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, there goes my championship right there. Thanks a lot. (laughs) 
Can we at least stop him? Hey, this just it. Jalen Waddle's really good run after the catch. How about we have a plan for it? You killed my fantasy team right there. <laughs> I'm thinking Rex wasn't alone Biggest giving voice to a lot of frustrations there uh, in the fantasy semifinals. We come back. The Eagles didn't win Saturday, but some of us came away even more impressed than we already were with Philly. We'll tell you why. Plus, was this the dunk of the year from Denver's Aaron Gordon last night? Big Perk will be here to talk about a great Christmas oh, Day up, in Perk? the NBA when we come back. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone <laughs>, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. Yes, it is time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweets. RC likes oh, tweets, especially during games. Here's some of the stuff he had to say on the weekend. You can't see him dance on Twitter. That's like, like a TikTok <laughs> thing, right? But that's a different segment for another day. So anyway, first tweet that we're explaining today. It reads, team was totally different today, but Minshew played extremely well. Jalen has been one of the best one-on-one deep ball throwers all year. Minshew threw one on a double move, no QB run threat, and completely relied on intermediate game. Team is very good. QB makes them special. Well, I had some Dallas fans, right? They were tweeting me and saying, oh, Garner Minshew is just as good as Jalen Hurts. All this stuff, right? But what I was trying to explain to him is this team is totally different when you have Jalen Hurts. When you look at Garner Minshew being able to go for over 400-plus yards, 34 points against the Dallas Cowboys, that would worry me if it weren't for the two picks. If it wasn't for the fumble, this Dallas team is absolutely demolished defensively, and it's Garner Minshew. They only went deep one time the entire day. We've listened to Dan talk about the fact that Jalen Hurts may rely too much on the deep ball. So if you can't stop Gardner Minshew and you're the Dallas Cowboys, you really have to get in there and coach this game like you lost because you know you can't beat Jalen Hurts that way. A loss for the Eagles, but one that felt to RC uh, almost like a win. Next tweet said, I have no idea what happened to Russ. But, man, I hope 2023 is different. That feels kind of self-explanatory, no? Well, it's very self-explanatory, but they want me to explain it anyway, Dan. Yeah, go for and it. here's why. Because I was right, Daniel. Yes. Because when I said in the offseason uh-huh. that Russell Wilson being on your team does not a championship make. Oh, everybody's mad at RC. Dan's texting me more than he's texted me in the eight years we worked yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yesterday, the we watched this, and he throws four interceptions. I believe it's a problem when every loss Angeles Ram I follow, other than Aaron Donald, posted that they got an interception yesterday. <laughs> That's what I watch. Every Ram has an interception slide and then five more slides with them running the football against the Denver Broncos because Russ kept throwing the ball to the other team and then he got to the sideline and he was talking through the football. I don't know what that does. Nobody does. What he needs to do is get back to what made him great. Focus on that because right now he's bringing the entire organization down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I was texting you more about Russell than other things. We have to go back and check uh, the text. In the meantime, though, here's the last one. Man, this is not good. Well, if you're the Dolphins, you can't throw that bead into a cover two corner. You have to know they'd give you the underneath and play deep parts of the zone. Absolutely awful finish by Tua. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just terrible all on one. 
Listen, Tua talked about Lord, and rightfully so, we were so excited for him. One, yeah. he's just a likable dude. And you want people that you like and think dudes that you think are good humans to play well. And he was doing that. And now the last four games, we've started to feel some of those questions. Tua Tungabaloa not playing well against the Chargers, not playing well against San Francisco. Buffalo, oh, he's back. And then he throws the ball to more Green Bay Packers in the fourth quarter than he did Miami Dolphins. This is unacceptable. And if you're Tua Tungabaloa, you actually haven't answered any of the questions that we needed answered. And so now, if I'm Mike McDaniel, can I be the parent that has the tough conversation with my child and said, this has to get fixed, you have to be accountable, and if you're not, I don't know if you can be our guy going forward. I want to bring Orlovsky back in for this because we've talked a lot about Tua this year, and I feel like, he, I, I feel like, yeah, it's good to see you again, it's been a while. I feel like he has answered a lot of questions, but you're thinking a performance like this sends it all right back to square one? I don't think it goes back to square one, no. I, right. I, I agree that he's answered a lot of questions, but yesterday's fourth quarter performance absolutely gives me a reservation. That one concerns me, and no one has lauded Tua more than me this year. And I think it's more like getting Tua back to – can Tua still be an MVP caliber performer when he has to, like, consistently read a defense rather than, I know if I just look this one way and you move, you're going to be wide open. You know, and it's, it's a fine yeah. line. And I've talked about this, and you know Quarterbacks in this system, they go through this. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo has gone through this. Um, Kirk Cousins went through this. Um, Aaron Rodgers went through this a little bit early yeah. on. So it's like finding that rhythm between when I can use my eyes as a weapon and when do I have to listen to the information that my eyes The, the biggest problem is this. If we go back to the most impressed we were with Tua Tagovailoa, it was against the Baltimore Ravens in that fourth quarter. Right. In the day, he didn't necessarily play great through the first three. Right. Baltimore had some busts. He made some huge plays. He was playing freely. And that's when we started to get on him. Like, okay, Tua's a guy. Tua's a yeah. guy. And then he has those five games where he's great. He's in the MVP conversation. But you're not playing against really tough teams. We said San Francisco is going to prove something to right. us. He didn't play well. We said now you go to Los Angeles, you get an opportunity against the sixth pick. You were the fifth. You can prove something to us. He didn't play well. Right. And then we get to this game against the Green Bay Packers when you absolutely have At to have home. it in the fourth quarter and he doesn't play well. Yeah. When you continue to mount those type of questions and you have those types of performances, it brings you back to who he was. Mm -hmm. Now, how does he fight through this adversity? And, and That's my question. How does he fight through it? Very simply, he's got to get back to using his eyes in the proper way. And okay. I've talked about that a lot today. These are these next two weeks are huge. They no. play at New England this week. Is that yes. accurate? At New so, England. I mean, at New England is a massive game. Because don't forget this. And you guys, first of all, New England's defense are pretty, still a pretty good unit. They are. Second of all, he's going against Mac Jones. So, there's there's that in initial storyline of quarterback versus quarterback. So, And then this is a playoff football team that, honestly, when they got Bradley Chubb in the trade this year, I was like, Oh, they got Super Bowl aspirations. Mm -hmm. they, they, if they're Have not helped the defense any. No. And so, like, ever since that move has happened, the defense has become a lesser unit. And then the quarterback, you want that quarterback to start playing his best football and elevating. And that performance yesterday only gives you a little bit of, like, hesitation being, man, is, is he great or is he really good with everything? That is he a guy that we win because of or is he a guy that we win with?
Final word, Arsene. I think the biggest thing is this. Tua Tungavaloa is trying to prove to the Miami Dolphins and that entire organization that he is your guy going sure. forward. And we've been giving him weeks for those check marks in the last four weeks he's let us down. He has an opportunity in the last two games, like Dan says. If he doesn't prove it in these last two weeks, I think you enter the offseason with a ton of question marks about your franchise these quarterback. These last two games are a lot more important to Miami than it looked like they were going to yeah, be yeah. about a month ago. So we'll see how that goes. I want to go to the NBA now, though, oh, we're we going to run the floor, beginning with <laughs> Dallas, where the Mavericks blitz the Lakers, outscoring them 51-21 to in the third quarter. Dallas would get 32 points from Luka Doncic in a 124-115 to victory. LeBron James. Is 51 a lot of points in a quarter? It is. Had a game-high 38. In San Francisco last night, Job Moran at one point had 13 straight points for Memphis, but he couldn't stop the pool party. Jordan Poole finished with 32 before he was there. ejected. And the Warriors beat huh? the Grizzlies 123-109. to And in Boston, oh, and oh, the two best teams in the NBA facing off. Jason Tatum sending a message to Milwaukee. 41 points, including His that big facial on Giannis high. in the second quarter. Celtics blew out the Bucks 138-118. to And to break it all down, as much fun as these guys were having yelling during the highlight, I want to talk to Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins. We talked on <laughs> On Friday about the Celtics and Bucks, I said, is this a, a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals? You said, absolutely it is. So, are the Celtics, was this a preview of what we're going to see if these teams meet in, in, in the finals? Are the Celtics a favorite to get to the finals? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. See, <laughs> yeah. hey, Dan, you know what? You, this is what you have to realize, okay? When you're playing for the Boston Celtics, getting to the finals is not enough. 
when it comes down to the city of champions. It's about completing the mission. That's all we've been hearing this offseason from Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It's about getting it done this season. This team has the deepest roster in the NBA. They have the most dynamic duo in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and they have the complementary players. When you look at Marcus Smart, Big Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Derek White, they have everything and more. So it's not about them getting to the finals. They got to the finals last year. It's actually yeah. about them completing the mission. And the only concern that I have is the new is the interim coach in Joe Missoula. When they went on the West Coast and they played against the Warriors and the Warriors gave them a smackdown. Then they went against the Clippers. I looked at Ty Lue and Steve Kerr and they coached circles around them. So can the Celtics get to the finals? Absolutely. My thing is, can they win it all? Kendrick, right now, when you look at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I believe you have the best duo in all of football. This is Ryan Hembikidis. Uh, I'm Hembo today. And when you think about what this team has accomplished to this point, I believe that you're right. But will Jason Tatum, as a guy who's an MVP candidate right now, will he be judged solely on the fact of whether or not the, the Boston Celtics win the championship? Because I believe now he's ascended into that top tier, and he proved the point yesterday going against who many think is the best in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, well he has no choice, RC. He has no choice. <laughs> he has no choice. And by the way, I don't know why you up there looking like you uh, working in air, uh, air traffic control. But here's another thing. He has no choice. The way oh, that he performed up. last season, last postseason in the finals, he has no choice but to come out and show why. And I get it. I didn't hear Jason Tatum say he gets tired of uh, – he don't even worry about going out there and proving to people that he's the best in the world and things of that nature. He's a damn lie. That's why he went out there and dropped that 40-piece on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Can Jason Tatum take the Celtics to the promised land and win it all? Yes, if he's mentally there and he has a coach to actually put him in position to be successful and not rely on his heroics and isolation ball when he need help to get it done. All right, that's, things are going great for the Celtics. I don't know what's going on uh, here or if you can see Pull this. Pull a chair. Pull a chair. <laughs> not so great. Oh, look at that post work. Look at that footwork. Oh, I see you, Dan. I'm like Big Perk and I'll put hands on Drake. You saw Big Perk was going to put hands on Drake. 
Hey, Perk, uh, the Lakers gave up 51 points in the third quarter to the Dallas Mavericks. How bad are things in L.A.? Die in there. Any worse than they are here? They, they, they been bad. They been bad. It's been, it's been a disaster. And I don't understand. No one thought that the Lakers was gonna win that game last night. And I know Braun came out and he was putting on the performance in the first half. But when we talk about the Lakers, can we stop having high expectations that they're gonna turn the corner, that they're gonna be in the play-in tournament, get into the postseason? They're not good. Patrick Beverly has been non existing. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. The only two bright spots when I look at the Lakers is that one, my guy, the Brody Russell Westbrook, have saved his career. Two, the only thing else is that we need to be looking forward to LeBron James and his greatness and when he's going to pass Kareem as the NBA all-time leading scorer. That's the only thing we need to be looking forward to when it comes down to the Lakers. That's the storyline to follow in LA. One more for you. Aaron Gordon Dunk. You know what I'm talking about. You saw was this a was this a dunk of the year? Look at his face. Yes, it is because it's it's not it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And Why it was the timing of it. It's how he took outside of the dots. And you know what I mean? Like this dunk right here was basically like the explanation mark. And look, Aaron Gordon has been playing for not. Oh my God! Why did you do it he, to him on Christmas Day? That man like got that, family. Yeah. He got people watching. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> you want to see it's a dead Christmas. body? Dead ghost right there. Fucking <laughs> Christmas! Absolutely not. In the spirit of the holiday, mm. great to have Burke with us. Hey, Burke, NBA. That, I see you got your Christmas uh. colors on. That is not Christmas colors. Per- that is not. More NFL when we come back. First a pick six, but then Dak Prescott picks on the Eagles defense. What Orlovsky saw Saturday that has him concerned about Philly's D when get up continues. Talked about all year long. That's our mantra. Resilience. 34, 27. Birds. Just give me another play. Prescott a deep downfield. Gives it off to Sanders, who fumbles the football. Two fumbles, two interceptions. That's how you lose in the National Football League. Fourth down, Minshew. Floating it to the end zone, incomplete. He did everything he could as the Cowboys are going to win this game. Yeah, two fumbles, two uh, interceptions. That's how you lose in the National Football mm-hmm. League. You know, another way is if you can't stop them on third and 30, <laughs> and they hit a 52-yard uh, pass play to T.Y. Hilton, who I would say most of America didn't probably realize played for the Cowboys at this point. So uh, that was the big. That was one of the big plays of the yeah. game, right? What did you see on that play? Orlando? Well, there's been a lot of conversation in regards to, like Darius Slay on this play. Yeah. So for me, RC, this is see that this safety that's yep. like that's really what I know is 30 cloud. 30 mm-hmm. cloud is cover three. So there's a deep third to every part of the field, yep. and then the cloud is the corner. Now number 32 right there. Excuse me, 33. 33. Scott, he would be that deep third player mm-hmm. getting over the top, and Darius would be like the underneath guy. So this is more of a why are you disguising so yes. much as a safety? Like it's a great play by Dak Prescott because it's third and 30. He looks inside, sees that that safety is late there, throw it as high and as far as you can. I, for me, this is this play is not given up by Darius Slay. Nope. 
And I, th I think that's the problem, right? When we watch from home, everyone's trying mm -hmm. to figure out who's at fault. Right here, Darius Slay is truly the underneath coverage. Right. The reason he continued to carry was because he didn't get anything coming from inside out that was going to bring him off of the go ball. An another point in this is this, right? What I'm doing, if I'm the safety here, or if I'm the deep third player, or the half player, I'm saying, Dak Prescott, I'm standing 25 yards back. Yeah. If you throw this ball, you have to know that you're throwing this ball into coverage, which gets Dak Prescott off of the plate yeah. right away initially. Doing, uh, seeing that disguise, seeing him exit out of there late, Dak Prescott knew I had a chance. T.Y. Hilton makes a big play. And that's why you can see, like, if Dak gets to the top, is dropping, there's a hitch hitch, and there's a little bit like a, just like a little pump fake. Yeah. And that's, he's just trying he sees that guy spin and quarterback like try to straighten him up just just for a step or two and you could launch that ball and, and outside also, the and also too when you get that shoulder you're thinking that you're going to hold the safety and make him at least adjust a little yeah. bit inside so now he can't get out to number one who is T.Y. That, that, that play's not a, a blown coverage nope. or a mistake no. by Darius Slay. Nope. It's a yeah. great throw by Dak. That's the other thing it was. It was a great, great throw, throw by Dak who had a, a huge great day. day. Huge. His, to, to me, to me yeah. historically great day for Dak Prescott. And on the other side of it is, we have to remember what all the talk was coming into this game. Yeah. He threw a game-ending pick six yeah. in overtime to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And now you start the game, the biggest game of the season, against the number one team in the NFL, number one team in the NFC, and you throw another pick six. Yeah. Dak Prescott could have folded. And there's a clip of him on the sideline where he says, he's like, I can promise you that. And what he's telling his team is, that's on me, but I promise you, I will make up for it. I yeah. promise you, I'll go out here and make the plays that get us back in the game. After that, there was a huge drive, right, where he used his legs to pick up first down. He made big throws. And the rest of the game, every time you needed a play from Dak Prescott, he made it. We talked on this show a ton about what to expect from Dak Prescott. And we've all said, you know what, we have to lower our expectations and stop asking him to be exponentially greater than what he is. Well, he was that on Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday, he he made every single play he was supposed to make, and what the great ones do is make the plays they aren't supposed to, and we saw that from number four. Yeah, that was the best game I've seen Dak Prescott play since week one of last season versus Tampa Bay. Huh. Listen, I was in Philly yesterday. My wife, we were down at her mother's for Christmas, and all of them. What them Jones was doing. Them Jones were like, hey, man, what you think of the Eagles game? <laughs> and I said, that John. Now, um, <laughs> And here was the thing, and I said, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be a little bit concerned with the way that Dak Prescott played. Because if you see a guy play that well, then he feels the next time he plays against you, he's going to be able to light you up again. Third down, I thought, was the big deal for Dak yesterday. First of all, used his legs. Second of all, he needed – this is a big-time play right now. So I mean, strong. shrugs off a blitzer. And in the moment when he's going to make that throw, I'm like, that's going to be a bad play. Isn't that the drive after the turnover, Exactly. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the very next third down yeah. after the turnover. The, the throws to CeeDee Lamb. And so while the Eagles are the best team to – and they're the team to beat, you sit there and watch them – not only mentally rebound, which, again, you have to give him credit for because he's got that in him, but the plays on third down, like the big moments, you sit there and go, well, what do we always say about the Cowboys, RC? We say, can you do it again? Mm -hmm. like, can right. you guys be consistent? And that's what be like my challenge to Dak and my question about Dak is, well, can you do it again? Because they have a big game this weekend, yep. and then they have a big game next weekend, and then when they're in the playoffs, playoffs, I want to see if you can do it for five. If, I'll put it this way, Graz. If the Cowboys get that Dak Prescott for the next six weeks, 
then they had a, a real chance to get to the NFC Championship. We, we, we have to start being we have to start being fair, right, with with, with quarterbacks and with players. Dak Prescott was challenged. Dak Prescott is leading the league in interceptions since he returned to this team. Right. This is the team that we all said if Dak Prescott plays at just a very good quarterback level, had an opportunity to win the Super Bowl based on what we saw with him and Cooper Rush. Right. This was a game where Dak could either say, you know what, I am the guy or I'm not. Right. Resounding answer is he was the dude this weekend. And it is what Dan says. Now, what do you do this week? Right. What do you do the next right. week? What's the encore week after week? And I'd say this for Philadelphia, yeah, too. Find a way to cover CeeDee Lamb in the slot. Yep. Your linebackers got to cover up better. And then I do think that this was the best-case scenario for Philly because Jalen Hurts is sitting there going, I'm going to get mine. Like yep. At some point, huh. I get to get back on the field, and then I'll be the good difference maker. Yeah, so far they've played twice. Cowboys didn't have their starting quarterback in the first one. Eagles didn't have their starting quarterback in the second one. Maybe we get a rematch where both of those that guys going to be five. Play. John. Tis the season for bowl games, and we've got four more of them tomorrow on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the app. It starts at noon Eastern with the Camellia Bowl between Georgia Southern and Buffalo. Then you got Memphis and Utah State in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, followed by Coastal Carolina and East Carolina in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. And we cap the day with Wisconsin and Oklahoma State in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. When we're done here, first take is coming up next. Will the Packers make the playoffs? Are we losing faith in Tua? How impressive was the Cowboys' win? It's first take with Molly, Michael Irvin, Dan, and RC when we're done here at the top of the hour. Our Week 16 Monday Night Football matchup has Justin Herbert and the Chargers taking on Jeff Saturday's Colts. Kickoff is shortly after 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and the app. Our coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. So, yes, Monday Night Football here to finish off Week 16. We want to pick this game. Uh, who, who do we like in this game? Anybody taking Saturday or are we all I love all Jeff. I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, just, is there much to say on this? Char- Chargers, if they win, are, are in the playoffs. Are they going to be dangerous? I think they are. I think when you look at the Chargers, they're healthy offensively. That's the team that's extremely scary. Yeah, I agree. And Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, to your point, have yeah. to stay healthy. Also, their defensive line has come on for, right, for the Chargers. They tell me Monday ends with a dad joke. What do you got? My guy. You know, dad joke. Right. Okay. Post, we can get the last Christmas one in. Okay. Why is everyone so thirsty at the North Pole? Because it's icy? <laughs> no well. No well. No L? Like no, A L E? No, no well. No you know, well. like for water? I don't think that one. Get up! First take is next. <laughs> 